Hi everyone and welcome back to Let's Grow Through It. I'm Kristen and today I'm solo. Chessa is in the final phases before getting birth and we just haven't been able to make our schedule sync up and so I just decided I'm going to go ahead and get a podcast recorded. I am making it my intention to record and edit a podcast every week moving forward. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or you follow the Let's Grow Through It accounts on Instagram or TikTok and there's any specific things that you would like podcast episodes about, please DM us over there. I think that is honestly one of the hardest parts about a podcast is coming up with ideas on what to talk about on each episode just because we don't want to sound like we're only talking about the same things over and over again but also there's just so many things that we could talk about so it's hard to dial in on what exactly you guys want to hear and that is why we do this podcast it's not for us I mean we love it it fulfills us and it also is kind of like therapy but really it's for all of the people who want to listen and hopefully grow through whatever they're going through and so we just want to help in whatever way you guys want help so if you have any ideas or topics or suggestions for podcast episodes please send me a dm so today i wanted to talk about the silver lining of being a single mom um if after you listen to this episode and you think it's a good episode and you know any single moms or you know somebody who is possibly about to become a single mom maybe go ahead and share this episode with them and it might just let them see a new way to look at being a single mom or understand that being a single mom isn't actually as scary as you initially think it is when you're on the other side of it because I know before I became a single mom just the thought alone of being a single mom was a horrifying thought this just might be a good episode to share with those people who are looking for some light at the beginning of their single mom journey and I know most likely a lot of my listeners are probably single moms and if you aren't a single mom but you're considering becoming one this might be a good podcast for you to listen to if you're happily married with children um maybe listen to it so it might make you appreciate your partner more i'm specifically going to be talking about single moms today if you're a single dad listening to this you can just flip it in your head to single dad um but this is just my experience as a single mom and the silver lining of becoming a single mom so i want to start by saying that nobody has a child with a partner expecting or wanting to not have that partner be a part of their life in their child's life full-time one day it's just not the intention at least nobody that I know I just think that life happens and a lot of times we pick our partners whenever we're young naive and haven't worked through our trauma yet it doesn't end up working out the way that we thought it would work out because we picked those partners out of trauma not out of truth and then things played out in certain ways that's my case with this and that's I think a lot of single moms in single dads cases with how they ended up being a single parent and one other thing that I want to share is this is my take on being a single mom that shares custody not just being a full-time single solo parent I am very very grateful that my ex you know wanted to still be a part of his daughter's life my mom growing up um, had us 90% of the time and she struggled and it was hard for her to be a single parent but it was still still better for her to have her children 90% of the time as a single mother and she also had four children not not one she had four children she was a single mother and it was still better 
and easier for her to be a single mother. And I get comments like this from women all of the time who have their children full-time, full-time, like 100% of the time, the father's not involved at all in the children's lives. And they're like, it's still so much easier and so much. And I think that is because obviously if, if the father is not a part of the ch- children's life consistently and percent of the time, you know, they clearly weren't contributing very much and they were probably only contributing chaos. And so when you remove that from your environment and you feel peace instead of that chaos which is what I feel like so many married single moms feel obviously it's going to be easier okay so anyway I would just like to start by sharing a study that was published that found that single mothers did less housework and spent more time on leisure and sleeping than married mothers and this is because single mothers did not have the desire or the need to please a partner so they spent more time doing things that made themselves happy and if that just doesn't speak volumes about the state of marriages with children in them and the disproportion of workload mothers are taking on when it comes to dealing with the child care and house care and all of the things outside of financial responsibilities, this definitely rings true for me. And also, whenever I was married, I worked full-time from home and took care of my child full-time from home. So I was working full-time and I was taking care of a baby and a toddler that entire time. And that was one of the most stressful times of my entire life. And it was also mixed in with we were living on the bus and traveling so it was a lot of fun but then it was also just really overwhelming a lot of the time and I'm really thankful that I was traveling during that time and that was kind of my escape from all of the stress you know I could be like okay well I'm in a cool place today so this is worth it you know but it was very hard and my ex also did work full-time remotely too but he didn't take on the responsibility for our daughter in the same way that I did you know if he had a work call we all had to be quiet and make sure that Rome wasn't making noise but if I had a work call Rome would be sitting there was just 100% guarantee that Rome was going to be sitting in my lap during that work call everyone that I worked with during that time you know they would We start the meetings off by saying hi to Rome and that was my reality. Anyway, all that to say, yes, I do find myself doing less housework and obviously I live in not your typical becoming a single mom environment. You know, I live with friends, but even if I didn't, I know that I would be doing less housework and I would be spending more time focusing on me and things that fill my cup up. Let's get into some of the silver linings. I've been a single mom now for a little over a year and a half and honestly... (laughs) I love it here. I mean, there are things that I don't love about it. I don't love that my child doesn't get to grow up in a household with two loving parents under one roof, you know? That is always going to be something that hurts. I, I don't love that I miss out on moments of my child's life. That sucks, you know? The other day, I picked her up from school after she had spent the weekend with her dad, and she was super excited to share with me, but she has her first loose tooth, and I was really excited about that. Like, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so exciting, and she was showing me it and wiggling it. For a moment there, in the back of my mind, I was like, that sucks that I missed that you know like I wasn't there when her first loose tooth happened and I wasn't a part of that memory and it also sucks that there's a chance that I might not be there when she loses her first tooth but then I just get out of my feelings because I know that this environment that she's being raised in now is much healthier than the environment that she was being raised in before when her father was cheating on me for an entire year and I also thought about whenever I lost my first tooth and my mom wasn't there it happened whenever I was at school and my kindergarten teacher 
is part of that core memory. She's the one who pulled my tooth. She was like known in the school as the tooth puller teacher and everybody would go to her to get their first tooth pulled. And then I told my mom about it whenever I got home. So it's just finding ways to cope with those things that will make being a single mom easier. I think those things are always going to sting a little bit, but they sting less and less as time goes on and you get more into the groove and you realize how much healthier this environment is for your children. On that note, here are some things that I think are silver linings of being a single mom that I've experienced in this last year and a half. And the number one thing, it is a more peaceful environment. I can't explain how much more peaceful it is and you you won't understand it until you remove yourself from the chaos and the unhealthy environment that you're in and you probably weren't even really aware of it because it became your normal to just always be arguing with somebody and always to be being put down by somebody and always being never good enough for somebody that was my environment for the last year and and even longer the never feeling good enough was years like since we started youtube just I was never good enough. I never did it the right way. I never helped out enough. I was never doing this. I was never doing that. And that's really since I became a mom because my focus went from raising a human and not so much on being the perfect wife. Being removed from that environment, it was like I was living in hell for a year. And then whenever I left, just I felt so much peace because it, it was like I escaped from hell. Like literally what it felt like. My environment has always been peaceful since then. I live in the most peaceful, environment now with the most loving people the most supportive people we pretty much always get along but if there are things that it's like I don't I can't even think of anything that we don't get along about but I know that if there was something where we're like hey I don't really that doesn't really feel good we would handle that in a peaceful way and work through it in a peaceful grown up emotionally intelligent way and that just was something that did not happen in my marriage and I think that that doesn't happen in a lot of marriages that lead to you becoming a single mom and so you will feel so much peace on the other side number two you can do what you want so one thing I'm all I just think about dinner time you know Whenever I was married, I was a vegetarian and he was not a vegetarian. And then I was making dinners for my daughter or lunch for my daughter, lunch for him. I couldn't make what I wanted to eat, you know, what does he want to eat? Because if I'm going to make something and then he's not going to eat it because he doesn't like it and then he's going to be complaining about how hungry he is and then I'm going to have to make something else for him. And then I have a toddler who's the same thing, you know, I got to make something that she's going to like to eat because if she doesn't want to eat it, then she's going to be hungry. And then I was always being put on the back burner. I mean, this is just one example. There are so many examples of that, but just being able to to just be like, hey, you know what I want for dinner tonight? A tofu bowl. And I think that sounds so delicious and healthy. And I don't have to worry if everybody else wants to eat it because I can just make it for myself. And then I can take little pieces of that tofu bowl, like the rice or the veggies or and make a different meal for my child out of that. And it's not this whole like, I'm making three meals if I want to eat a meal that I like. And obviously there's way more areas where you can do what you want because you don't have to consult with your partner anymore who you most likely weren't agreeing with on everything and sometimes I feel like they would just start arguments to start arguments you know because especially if they were cheating because they wanted to have a reason to justify their cheating in their mind so it's like oh you don't want to do anything I want to do and we always argue and that gives me the right to go cheat on you so anyway yeah that is a very nice silver lining number three 
you can get a much needed break a percentage of the time. We split custody 60-40. Getting a break 40% of the time feels like I don't even have words for it. Mentally, physically, emotionally, I was taking on, I'm gonna go as far as say 90% of that load whenever I was married. I had a husband who was a babysitter, you know? Like I would be like, I need you to take our child for an hour. I need a break. I'm about to lose it. He would be like stressed out you know because oh I have work to do or I have this to do and so then while I'm taking my hour break I'm feeling guilty because my babysitter husband has things that he has to do and so I'm not even really able to fully step into that break with peace and rejuvenation to fill my cup up the way that I needed because I'm feeling guilty the whole time. I would never really even take the hour break and then I would go back and just get her and not feel like I got to fill my cup up and connect with myself. My cup was never full, was always depleted. I was working, I was taking care of child, I was trying to be a wife and I was always depleted. Getting 40% of the time for a break now where I, one, I don't feel mom guilt about it because I know that my daughter having a relationship with her father is the best thing possible for her. And two, I know that it's good for me because obviously 100% of that 60% of the time, I am the parent, you know, I am doing everything. And so getting that 40% break where I only have to focus on me and what I need to do for myself, checking in with myself, doing things that I know are good for me, going after things that feel like they're my purpose, making this podcast, doing things like this, it's just, I feel like a new I mean I am a new one but I definitely that made me feel like a new woman my cup is always full now I am a better person now because I get that break and so many mothers don't get that break when they're married Number four this one's a very interesting one but it's likely that your ex will become a better parent A lot of people say this there is a really good chance that the father of your child might become a better father when you become a single mother one they have no choice like if they want to be a part of their child's life they have to figure out how to step up to the plate, how to do all the things that they weren't doing, how to take care of their child, how to be a good father. A lot of them don't do that, but a lot of them do that. And my ex is one who did that. I remember one time in the early stages, we went to the zoo after we were already separated, but I don't even know why we went together. We just did. We just went to the zoo together randomly one day. And I think it was free to get kids in during this time. And so he was like, hey, do you want to take Rome to the zoo with me on this day? And I was like, sure, yeah, I would love to see her. So it was in the beginning where I wasn't used to not being with her that 40% of the time. So I was like, yes, let me do this, you know? And so we went to the zoo together and I went and I picked them up from his place and he got into the car and he had packed lunch. He had packed water. He had packed sunscreens. I mean, he just did all of the, all of these things that this man never in a million years would have done when we were married that would have all fallen on me and he just did everything I didn't ask him I didn't tell him he did a good job and whether this was just to like you know this is the time where he was trying to win me back so maybe it was to be like look what I can do I can help but I do think that it was just he was actually learning how to be a full-time father 40% of the time now and he stepped up to the plate I definitely think that he is a better father now because he doesn't have me to be a crutch anymore. He can't use me to make him appear like he's a good father. He has to actually be a good father. I know that a lot of women say that the father of their child is actually a better dad after they divorce because they have to be if they want to be a part of their child's life. They have to be more involved. They have to be more hands-on. They have to take on the mental, emotional, and physical load. Okay, so number five is you don't expect your co-parent to do anything for you 
so you aren't constantly disappointed by them. So you might be constantly annoyed by them. They might suck, but it's a different kind of it's a different kind of feeling. You're not expecting them whenever your child is having an emotional meltdown. You're not expecting them to help out whenever you have to make lunches and dinners and breakfasts and entertain and all those things when they're in your care. You're not expecting that support from them anymore. And so you don't feel that resentment towards a person while you are doing all of these things because that person isn't showing up for you because that person isn't expected to show up for you anymore. And just not feeling resentment for a person, it goes back to the first thing. It's just a much more peaceful environment. I always say, I know that I can do everything on my own. I can make the money. I can pay the bills. I can take the car to the shop if it needs to be fixed. I can even figure out how to fix some things on the car. I can handle the grocery shopping and the making breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all of the emotional things that happen with a child and I can handle when the child gets sick, the caretaking of the child. I can handle everything on my own. I know that. But if I have a partner who's there and not helping, what is the point of you? If you're not contributing and you're not taking some of that load off of me, then why are you even here? And that's where the resentment comes in. It's like, I know I can do all this by myself, but I shouldn't have to if I have a partner. That shouldn't be the way that it is. And I feel like for so many women, that is what they felt in their marriages, that their partner was not contributing equally or even at all. I had a a TikTok that went viral last year and it was a clip of me walking, but the words on the screen were POV, you become a single mom, but you barely notice a difference. And when I tell you thousands of comments on this TikTok video, all saying, actually, it got easier. And I didn't even think about it like that in the beginning. I was like, oh wait, no, you're right. It actually is easier because I don't have that resentment. I don't have that extra man child that I feel like I have to take care of. Yeah, not having that resentment and that bitterness towards a person that you feel like should be helping you because you don't expect that help anymore is a very nice silver lining of it. Okay, number six, you learn how to handle things on your own. I will say areas that he did contribute, they weren't really towards the raising of a child. It was more towards if something would break on the car, he was going to fix that. If a light bulb went out, he was going to change that. If the toilet broke, he was going to fix that. It was like he was a handyman, you know? I was married to a handyman, which is nice, but I can pay somebody to do that. Or even better, I can learn how to do those things on my own. So in the last year and a half, I changed tire on my car by myself. I take my car to get the oil changed whenever it needs to get the oil changed. I changed a headlight on my car by myself, which was very challenging, but also very fulfilling. It made me feel just accomplished. I fixed the toilet when it broke. I changed light bulbs when they go out. You know, all of these things, it does help to have somebody do them for you. But the thing is, it's not enough because you can do those things on your own. Like I said, you can do everything on your own. And actually, it's kind of cool to do it on your own, like to figure that stuff out and feel accomplished and not just depend on a man to get those things done. But even if you can't do those things on your own, you can hire somebody to do that. Or if you have a good brother or father or a good friend that's a man, you know, you can just ask them to do it and they'll do it for you. Men want to help. Good men want to help out. And so they're not going to hold it over your head. Learning how to do things that are stereotypical in the gender roles that a man will usually do is a really cool feeling. I've just done a lot and also I've learned how to when I can't do things on my own 
find a person who can do them for me. And I think that's a pretty cool feeling. It's a really cool silver lining. And what I mean when I say you can pay someone, because like obviously you can just pay someone. And I don't want to like discredit the work that a good partner is doing if they're doing, you know, handyman things for you. Um, But what I mean is if they aren't supporting you emotionally, physically, and mentally in the childcare part of parenting and in your romantic relationship, your marriage, then it's more peaceful to just pay someone to be your handyman than like, you know, have someone think that because they're your handyman, now all of a sudden they don't have to do any of the mental, emotional, and physical load bearing of childcare, of parenting, and marriage, you know? So that's what I mean when I say that. Not that just like, oh, you can pay someone. Because obviously you can pay someone. I could pay someone if I was married too, you know? Not everyone's married to a handyman, but being just a handyman in a relationship isn't enough to qualify for you to get the relationship, in my opinion. Okay, number seven, I love this one. It's that you fall in love with yourself and become more confident. I think that this is probably the best silver lining of becoming a single mom because, well, if you're if you're sharing custody and you're getting that percent of the time to focus on yourself, or even if you're not sharing custody, you're getting that percent of the time that you would normally be pouring into like your marriage or resenting your marriage, you now get to take that time and focus it on yourself. One of the best silver linings of becoming a single mom is that you you fall in love with yourself and you become more confident and you become more in touch with yourself and if you are here listening to this podcast then it's likely that you are working on yourself you're working on becoming a better person you're trying to heal the things from your past that led you to be in a relationship like the one that you were in this leads into my next point so number eight you now have knowledge you you now have new knowledge on how to pick a better partner which is just so incredible. But once you love yourself and once you once you truly love yourself, because here's the thing, like my whole life I thought, oh, I love myself, but it was love for myself out of unhealed trauma. And so it wasn't real love for myself because I hadn't worked on healing those things that I didn't realize were causing me to make decisions that were actually unloving to myself. Like getting into every single relationship that I've been in before my marriage ended. Um, they weren't very loving relationships or or they started it in ways where now if I ever were to get into a relationship again and they started off the ways that my past relationship started off, immediately I would be like, no. Immediately, no. Immediately, this is not what a person who loves herself would tolerate because you get that time now to pour back into yourself, which I just feel like when you become a mother and when you when you become a wife, you tend to put yourself on the back burner. At least I know I did. I put myself on the back burner all the time. And so I was not loving myself by doing that. And it's not good for anybody when you do that. You now have knowledge to know how to pick a better partner for you and your kids and that is huge life-changing I haven't picked one yet because this is another a fear of mine is picking the wrong person or ending up in the same situation that I'm in and so I'm hyper vigilant when it comes to dating which I haven't really done any of that as in what you typically think of dating like being on dating apps and going out on dates with multiple people and trying to find a partner I haven't done that because I don't really feel like I'm ever going to want to do that. I'm so happy on my own and so peaceful here. And so the thought of actually seeking out love and a partner is just not a thought that is on my mind or on my radar 
at all right now, but I have always had this role for myself where I'm not closed off to love, but I'm not looking for it. So if opportunities come into my life, I'll explore them. And in the few times that I have done that, it's been very low. I think it's been three times in the last year and a half. And um, very briefly, every time, less than three months, one of them only one date. (laughs) But it's because I just, I see things that are maybe not red flags, but orange flags. And then I can see how they might, you know, 10 years down the road turn into red flags and how like the demise of that relationship and what it would look like for me and how I would play the mothering role again or how I would play the nagging wife again or how these things would happen. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to bring a person into my child's life unless I'm 150% certain that it feels safe. That is the only way that I'm going to integrate a person into my child's life. I just got off on a little tangent there, but this is because of everything that I went through. Because once you've been on both sides of a marriage, you know so much more about love. You know what it's like to be so in love with somebody that you think, I want to spend the rest of my life with this person. I'm going to make that a legal binding agreement with this person that's how much I love this person and then you know what that falling apart feels like and then you know what trying to save that feels like and then you know what losing that feels like and you just from going through all of that you understand how it's such a bigger deal than you might have thought that it was before before I met my ex-husband I was always the person who said I'm never getting married I don't believe in marriage marriage is a joke Those are things that I said through college. Like that is genuinely how I felt about marriage. And then I met my ex-husband and I did tell him too. I was like, I don't really ever want to get married, you know? We can live together and we can basically be married, but I just think marriage is just a piece of paper and blah, 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 blah. But then eventually somehow I just got to the place where I was like, oh, I want to marry this person. And then he wanted to marry me and then we got married. Once you actually are married, you realize it's just a different kind of commitment. I legally bound my life to this person and my soul to this person for the rest of our life or at least that's the intention you go into it with so then losing that you feel the weight of it okay I'm rambling a little bit here but basically what I'm trying to say is once you've been on all sides of a relationship and even it doesn't have to be a marriage I just I just have such a different respect for marriage now than I did whenever I was in my early 20s. I never saw a good marriage growing up. Like I never saw an example of what a good, healthy, loving marriage where it's like, hey, I would want to have that marriage. And I think that's why I was so like anti-marriage. And so until you've just seen all sides of that play out, at least for me, it changed my respect for marriage. It changed my mindset on marriage. Like I genuinely love the idea of marriage now and I I love finding good examples of marriages. I mean, I don't I don't know very many of them there. I was talking about this with the people that I lived with the other day and I was like, you guys are one of the only, I mean, there are very few. I can count on one hand marriages that I look at and I think, wow, I would really like to have a marriage like that. The people that I live with are one of the only true examples. <laughs> Which is so sad to say, but honestly, it just makes me respect marriage so much more. Like true marriage, the true example of marriage because it's not an easy thing to do. But anyway, a silver lining. Wow, I really got off up there. But So all of this leads to silver lining number nine. You can date if you want to. 
And if you decide to date, you are just so much smarter now. If you've taken the time to work on yourself to heal, to fill your cup back up, to love yourself, to set your standards higher, to raise your bar on what a relationship should look like, to set boundaries and actually enforce them, then you are just so much wiser. Dating is a different experience than what it would ever be like at least for me I feel like when I was younger you know we have this whole idea like you know I'm looking for my other half and you want it so badly you because you feel like that is what your purpose in life is it's not maybe not your purpose but it just feels like what you need to do you know it feels like what's going to complete you what's going to fulfill you what's going to complete you is finding your better half now I feel complete on my own I feel complete on my own and it's I've never felt this way in my entire life. And so it's just so beautiful being here because I don't need anybody to complete me. Would I like somebody to compliment my life? Sure. If the right person comes along, that would be great. But I'm complete on my own. My world is me and my child and making sure that we're healthy and happy and I don't need anything outside of that. And that's really cool. I went on this date one time with this guy and I was talking to him about how much I love myself and it was so cool. I was talking about this basically, like how you learned so much going through what I went through and coolest part about it all is how much I love myself now. Nobody can mess that up for me. I'm not letting anybody into my life who I think has the potential to mess up that love that I have built for myself over this last year and a half. And I think it's cool because it just lets men know I have boundaries and I'm going to enforce them. I have standards and I'm going to enforce them. And if you don't reach them, then you just don't reach them. And it's nothing against you. You might be great for somebody else. You're just not the one for me. And that's really right now. I just think it's because nobody is the one for me because right now I am the one for me. And that's why I plan on keeping it for as long as I need to. Um, number 10, you can prioritize your female friendships again. Because I do think that's another thing that gets lost whenever you become a mother and you're married and you're trying to prioritize those two things and then a little bit that you can for yourself. Friendships also really get put on the back burner. For me, it was really hard to prioritize friendships. We were traveling full time, so I was never really in the same area as my friends. My friends are all actually really scattered all over the place. Tessa living in the same town as me again has been the biggest blessing because since I've graduated from college I haven't lived in the same area as any of my friends I've lived hours and thousands of miles away from almost all of my friends just being able to prioritize those friendships so obviously it's really is easy for me to prioritize my friendship with Tessa now I live with one of my best friends so it's easy for me to prioritize that relationship with her I'm a day trip away from a lot of my friends that I went to college with and so I go back home quote-unquote from time to time and I see them and it's really nice to catch up with them and have our children play together and it's just really nice to start prioritizing friendships again right now my friend Kelsey's her and her husband travel full-time and they're here in Florida right now doing a build and so they're in the same area as us for the next three months and so that's been really fun because we've been able to go out a few times me and Kelsey like on Saturday we went out and got dinner and it was so much fun it's just really nice to be able to prioritize friendships again and that girl time that girl bond and it's just so important as a woman to surround yourself with other women but anyway having female friendship and being able to prioritize that and just have that fun you know that fun again that you you lose so much whenever you're drowning in marriage and motherhood it's been awesome it's been so it's been so great 
Okay, moving on to number 11, you learn how to become more financially responsible. Whenever I was married, I was working full-time and we were big minimalists and we were on the road traveling and I wasn't irresponsible with my money, but I didn't think like, oh, maybe I should save in a 401k and maybe I should have a Roth IRA. Maybe I should do these things. And I did have a nest egg always. You know, I, I would be like, oh, I can go get a coffee every single day. I can go out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and I can buy anything that I wanna buy and not really think about what's gonna happen when I run out of the money that I'm making here because I have a dual income household right now. And so, and also very minimal bills. So something that's happened for me is that, well, one, I live with a CPA. <laughs> He's taught me a lot about how to be more responsible with my money and how to invest it and save it and things like that. And so I've just become a lot more financially responsible. Anyway, it's just cool to be responsible with my money, to be smart with my money and to use my money in a way that benefits me now and in the long run. That's a cool feeling. And I would look into investing and saving and paying off debt, becoming responsible with your money. There are podcasts about it. There are books you can read. Um, it is a valuable thing to do for you and your children. Okay, and silver lining number 12, your bond with your child is just, it becomes so strengthened, so much stronger. It's incredible. It's me and my daughter 60% of the time. I'm not trying to include dad and things. You know, it's just like me and her and I'm trying to make sure that I am focused on her. I'm focused on being the best mother for her. I'm focused on meeting her needs physically, mentally, and emotionally. I'm focused on us having fun together and making core memories together and our bond is so strong. Okay, and last but not least, number 13, you get to role model what a strong woman looks like to your children. I know because I was raised by a single mom, and so I know that I'm showing my child what a strong woman looks like and that we do not accept garbage as love. We do not accept garbage as love. And I am showing my daughter what a strong woman, you know, she saw me change the tire on the car. She saw me change the headlight on the car. She's watching these things. She's watching me do hard things and accomplish them. And she's seeing that and thinking, if my mom can do that, I can do that. Which is one of the reasons why whenever I became a single mom and people were like, how are you doing so well? Obviously, there's a ton of reasons why, but a big reason why is because if my mom can do that, I can do that. I saw my mom do it. I saw my mom do it with four kids growing up. And if she can do it, I can do it. I know it's possible because I've seen my mom do it. I've seen my mom work multiple jobs to keep food on the table for her children. I see my, my mom did it on her own. My dad, he was not supporting her consistently. He was not contributing consistently to our lives. Um, and my mom stepped up to the plate a lot and she worked multiple jobs to put food on our tables. She did anything and everything she could to make sure that her kids were seeing an example of what a strong woman does when life hands you crap. It's just really cool to be able to be that example for your child. What's really cool for me and that's very contrast to what my mother was able to do for us is that I'm getting this time now where I can focus on my healing on a much deeper level than my mother was ever able to do whenever she was raising four children basically on her own. And because I am able to be more focused on that, then I can now take the lessons that I've learned and the healing that I've done and make sure that I am teaching my daughter out of a healed place instead of out of a unhealed place and so my hope is that I am breaking this cycle this generational trauma cycle she's gonna know those are red flags and we don't settle for red flags we do not accept red flags because we know that we are worthy 
of way better than red flags. We are worthy of green flags. We are worthy of real love. We are worthy of safe love. We love ourselves too much to be in a marriage like what our parents were in. So those are the silver linings that I have found from being a single mom for the last year and a half. And obviously there are downfalls, but they are few and far and in between in my opinion because at the end there, my marriage was just so terrible and I just suffered so much abuse mentally and emotionally at the hands of my ex-husband while he was having an affair on me for an entire year. (laughs) It's just so much better over here. I love that I am able to be this woman for my child now and that she gets to see a happy, healthy, healed mother growing up instead of one who is constantly betraying herself and her boundaries to be in a relationship with a man who clearly doesn't respect her or love her. I don't want my daughter to see that as an example of what a relationship should look like. And she never will now. She won't see that. She's only, if I am ever in a relationship, it's going to be a healthy one. It's going to be one that feels safe for me to show to my daughter. And that's the only way that I'll ever be in a relationship again. And on that note, I am going to wrap this episode up with our gratitude segment. So I am very grateful for this weekend. We are having... 77 degree weather and I know as a Floridian I shouldn't have the right to complain about cold but I actually just saw this TikTok about a girl who was from Alaska and moved to South Florida and she said that she would rather experience the cold in Alaska than she would in South Florida because the cold in Florida is a humid cold and it's awful and we have been having so many cold days this whole year and it's just been depressing <laughs> that's just, that's the word to use for it and so I'm just I'm feeling myself come back to life the weather in Florida in the winter time is very up and down and I know that we're probably gonna have cold days again but I'm going to bask in the sun and soak up the warmth as much as I can and be outside as much as I can and I'm so grateful for that and that's also what I'm looking forward to bam double whammy as always thank you so much for listening if you guys enjoy our podcast please hit that subscribe button or leave us a positive review on spotify or apple Podcasts. we truly appreciate that and that helps this podcast reach more people if you enjoy this episode please share it with any single moms that you know or any moms that you know any married single moms that you know who are kind of on the fence about is it too hard to become a single mom because i know there's all those fears that creep in whenever you get to this place in life and you when you're considering becoming a single mom you think how can i do this on my own but sis you've most likely been doing it on your own this whole time and you're not even aware of it. And it's just, it's beautiful here. You can make the most of it and you can create a healthy environment, a healthier environment for you and a healthier environment for your children. It's a hard decision to make, but whenever you feel that it's the right one to make, it is the right one to make and it's going to feel so peaceful and you're going to find yourself again and you're going to love it here. Thank you so much and I will talk to you guys next week.